Hello, fellow light workers, star seeds, aliens, human beings, anyone and everyone who resonates with all things out of this world, out of this realm, and out of the confines of your ordinary mind. Welcome to the Cosmic Collective. Hey, hey guys, and welcome back to the next episode from us here at the Cosmic Collective. This is Holly, and I'm here with Jules and Jill. Jules, what's wrong with you over there? I don't know. Got the giggles already. Not even, not even five seconds in. Fifty-five. <coughs> That's including the the intro. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <coughs> Anyway, we hope the sounds of our voices are finding each and every one of you perfectly well, healthy, and happy. Um, This week, we thought that we would touch on the subject about paradigms. Mm. Out with the old and in with the new. Because I don't know about you guys, but this energy that is around us currently is definitely causing some old shit to come up. Hey. It's brutal. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Why is everybody just laughing at me tonight? Yeah, you're talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new hair. Oh yeah, maybe. So, um <laughs> can't take you seriously anymore. Oh jeez. <clears throat> anyway, paradigms. What do the people need to know about them, guys? What is a paradigm? Well, a paradigm is a set of Beliefs or an old pattern, an old way of viewing things, an old perception. Well, it's also in new ones. Old paradigms are those. <laughs> new a paradigms. Sy- a system. Right. Yeah, a system. Yeah. And yeah. then what do we need to know or what do we need to share with our listeners about the fact that they're important? Well, the old paradigms that we used to fit into or live our lives according to were (coughs) very much old patterning, old programming, conditioning and I guess as we've started to spiritually awaken those illusions of those old paradigms and beliefs have started to crumble and I guess moved us into a new level of awareness mm. and a new way of being, which has created a new set of paradigms. Mm. It's interesting that we're talking about this today. As Like you said before we actually started the podcast, that um, we always get together and we're going through similar things even if we haven't talked about it at all and then we end up coming on here and talking about it. Mm. Because belief systems has been a big topic of conversation, I feel like, for me today in particular. Um, Mm. And we talked about belief systems in my study group and we talked about belief systems with a couple of different people today and I feel like it's just been like the the buzzword. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... uh, What's your guys' opinion on how belief systems are formed? 
guess it's your upbringing and everything. Your you know everything that you go through as a human shapes your it shapes your experience and it shapes who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's your upbringing in relation to um, your family and your parents, but then also, as you said, tell with your experiences. Um, <clears throat> the way I guess when you have certain behaviours or you have certain viewpoints, the way the world around you reacts to those things mm. forms the way that you believe things to be and your own behaviours and your own patterns. Mm. Your environment and culture as well. Everything everything affects that. Mm. So what are some old <coughs> paradigms that you guys can think of? My favourite and the, I feel like the ultimate all-time one is my money story. Mm. Um, so for me, I've just recently made some moves in my life that have allowed me some space but also have put me in a bit of a vulnerable place and I <laughs> am kind of left being like, oh, my God, everyone hates me. <laughs> no one's going to want to come see me. And then I'm like, uh, excuse you, I see you, but that's that's not true at all, actually. Like, cool that you're you're coming up for me because that's something that I obviously need not need it's something that I obviously am being given the opportunity to show the universe and myself that I actually am everything that I say that I am mm. um so that's a big one for me is money story and then oh, I'm sure I've got another one um um I think the other one is like I don't have time that that's a huge thing for mm. me um like, I, I like to just get into this place where I get really overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, I don't have time for anything. And then I just do nothing. Um, and it's like I get frozen or something. Like, it's like that, that um, fight, flight, or freeze. And I feel like I freeze when, when I've got that old paradigm coming up, the one that makes me believe that I don't have time for things. Mm. And both of those things definitely come from, like, really old school stuff from my... Um, it's interesting. I don't know if the money story comes from my childhood, though. I feel like that's definitely an experience that I have uh, accrued over time because my childhood wasn't necessarily uh, from lack. Like, I had a, a decent childhood as far as monetary stuff was concerned. It wasn't until I was, like, uh, uh, an ad, um, <laughs> what they say is an adult. Um, <laughs> a child pre- pretending uh, to be an adult. A child pretending to be an adult that I had experiences, like, where I lived in the ghetto and I was looking underneath couch cushions for, for fucking gas money and, like, not knowing whether or not I was going to eat that week. Mm. Um, that that kind of thing, you know, comes about for me often. Um, but it's not from learned from childhood. But I think the time thing is definitely a thing that comes from childhood. Mm. I watched both my parents struggle to try and sort out how to do all the things that they needed to get done done. And I feel like I just learned really quickly, like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, or even heard often like, oh, we don't have time for that. Mm. We'll have to do that tomorrow. Or like putting it on to another time instead of creating time. Or listening to people put off things that are for themselves because they didn't have time to do it. When really all they're doing is not being able to 
take responsibility for things that bring them joy and instead serving others. Mm. So that's where I get that habit from. So both of those things, I think, um, are my big things. What about you guys? So, well, just on that, though, would you say then, you know, you've lived those beliefs, like those old beliefs before, right? So in as far as paradigm shifting goes those are stories are coming up for you so you can notice if you want to play, play those again do you want to play those programs again or you want to let them go yeah this is what we mean by a paradigm shifting right yep. and <coughs> i think it also goes into and i was just thinking while you were saying that like do i want to play it small or am i going to play it fucking big like i know i can mm-hmm. and i think all of those things feed right into that let's play it small so it's like mm-hmm. we get taught that we are meant to be small like or you only speak when you're spoken to like you only do money what you're meant to do money trees. doesn't grow on trees <laughs> all of these things um mm-hmm. and so then all of that equals let me play it small but mm-hmm. like i know i'm not small and i know i'm not meant to play it small but it's like every time that i go and make a decision to play it big that's when those paradigms come up and go oh actually Mm. you're wee little let's stay that way (coughs) i'm scared (laughs) i find that comes up for me a lot in relationships Mm. um and so the old self-worth card Mm. that gets played over and over for me yep Mm. um and i've made massive shifts in that but then if i feel a slight rejection or i feel slightly um you know just not valued then that old program gets replayed. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. Mm. All that kind of stuff. And I actually don't feel that way anymore. But it's like similar to you, Holly. It's just coming up to see whether I want to replay it again, whether I've actually shifted from that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because I guess in a way, re-listening or thinking about what I just said – Self-worth comes into that too because it's mm. like where I feel like I don't have time for things and also like when I make big moves to play it big, I'm like, oh, nobody likes me or like nobody's going to come and see me. Like they all are so intertwined. Hey, it's not just yeah. one. Like you always get like a handful of them all at the same time. Mm. And I feel like self-worth is definitely the underlying kind of foundational belief oh, that yeah. just creates so many other patterns. Yeah, well, mm. it's like I talk to my clients about things like – Um, we always have a whole bunch of limiting beliefs and or old paradigms as we're talking about now. Mm. Um, But there's always that one driver. So like that one big driver drives all the other things that are like coming with it. But your big driver would be like, I'm not good enough. Yeah, definitely. Mm. That's an an interesting idea, the self-worth thing, if I'm not good enough. Because I feel like most humans, if not everyone feels that at some point in their life Mm. where where does that even come from Uh, I think it's living in a culture that um being into yourself or having self-worth makes you selfish which is equal to not good that's a Mm. negative thing we live in a society that says that it's not okay to be into yourself Mm. and it's not okay to have value of yourself because then that makes you selfish like we live in this society that says hey we need to serve everyone else except for ourselves and if you're serving yourself well then fuck you like you're you're doing something really selfish Mm. so i think that every single one of us in every single generation has this as like a traumatic thing where we believe that we can't be into ourselves or believe in ourselves because then that makes us 
not of value to someone else because we're meant to be serving others. We're not meant mm. to be serving ourselves because then that's looked looked down upon. Mm. When in all actuality, we can't serve anyone unless we're serving ourselves. But mm. they don't teach you that. They teach you that you need to serve others, which is how the whole corporation world works and everything starts getting into this whole matrix idea, right? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the whole system, isn't it? That's I how mean, the that's whole system is run. But I feel like lots of those old paradigms are starting to shift, like not just our own patterning individually but also globally Mm. as well like there's a new generation of kids coming through that you know are really understanding about connection and self-worth and all that other stuff their parents are teaching them I know for mine it like if you say to any of my three kids who do you love most they'll say themselves first before they say anybody else Mm. yeah which is so awesome hey and I think that that's what is bringing this whole concept of like the earth is is coming from 3D to 5D. Mm. And I think we're being able to move into this quote unquote 5D thing from 3D because we're changing that paradigm. Mm. We're changing this whole idea of what life is meant to be like. Yeah, And definitely. actually moving it, not just talking about it. Like everybody's actually getting into this space where like, hey, this shit's not working anymore. And we're collectively deciding that we're going to shift it mm. and move it. Mm. I remember there used to be, you know, an old one of the old paradigms is just around heterosexual relationships. Yeah, mm. that it's supposed to be a man and a woman, and just a man and a woman, mm. and you know things have changed so much. <laughs> People are broadening their minds and opening up to so many more possibilities than, you know, just being with the opposite gender, mm. people are identifying as different genders. I mean, there's 52 genders now, isn't there? Something like that's that, yeah, 52. I should probably know, hey. <laughs> yeah, 52 genders, yeah. So, well, to be fair, actually, um, I'm not even sure that I still identify correctly. I'm like, I'm non-binary, that means I don't, I'm not either or, <laughs> I'm mm. both. But then sometimes I'm like, is that right? Am I saying that right? <laughs> I'm not sure. It has changed quite a bit, which is really cool. Um, mm. but I'm not sure. But I, f- I feel like we're moving into a time where, like, gender isn't even a thing. It's mm. more just about energy. Like, sexuality is not even going to be a thing. It's just about energy. Like, mm. everything's just energy work. We'll get there, hey? Yeah. Well, that's, that's where we all came from, I think. That's why the people that don't just identify with you know 1950s male female roles and all the mm. stuff you know um we're changing it and we're changing that those old paradigms and it's taken generations of people to shift those old paradigms because they're big things that like you're saying Jules on like a global level they it kind of raises the vibration and ra- raises consciousness of the entire population Mm -hmm. as you see waves of people coming through that are breaking the rules Mm. like actually this is like how you said that breaking the rules yeah (laughs) well who wrote the fucking rules bill Bill gates there's that's that's debatable (laughs) (laughs) Um, mark zuckerberg (laughs) what that made me think of though on a kind of funny level um I watched a documentary. I don't know if it was David Attenborough or who it was, but <laughs> there's this little creature and all I can the remember. little screaming mouse that is you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a good one, though. 
Um, that's my spirit animal, the little scorpion mouse. If you want to look it up, look it up on YouTube. Um, no, this animal looks like a kind of squirrel of some sort. It's some little marsupial guy. And forever they, they like sit down and do everything sort of crawling around. But then he's talking about evolution with them and one of them, just one at one point, decided that he was going to stand up and he could see other things and he, he like, I think it was, a, it was a food source or something he found because he, could, he stood up and looked over everyone and saw it. Hmm. And then all of a sudden now all these little guys stand up and do this thing <laughs> together, <laughs> like the whole population. But it took one guy to be like, if I just stood on my back legs, maybe I could see you have a bill over there. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, there's a whole thing over there. <laughs> like, Look at that. That's and, pretty cool. You know, on a on a bigger scale than in a different way, the human population, like we're doing that by, mm. you know, all of us being our real selves and not being afraid to show it and standing up and being like, hey, I'm actually this and this is how I feel. Mm. What do you reckon? And someone else is like, God, I've always, I've always been like that too. Same. I think it's a thing. And then, mm. like, more and more people are like, you know. Hey, me too. Me yeah, too. Connecting. It's actually really interesting that we're connecting more on a, like, energetic level as we're sinking more into our authentic humanness. Because mm. yeah. the two are normally quite, di- like, your human, your human self and your soul self are usually quite different. But it's like the souls are becoming more connected as people are feeling more authentic in their humanness. Yeah, well, isn't that mm. the whole point? Isn't that why we came down here? Is to is to figure out how to be human in as this energy. Like that's the whole end game, isn't it? I think. No. Yeah. I don't know if that's the end game to figure out how to be human. Or is it to figure out how to not be human? <laughs> no. Well, I reckon we know how to not be human and I think we come down here to sort out how to be human. Yeah. Why the hell is we down here? Well, I think we're here to experience ourselves as humans. That's is the that the same thing, thing as what you, what same you thing. just said? Same, same, but different words. Am I passing it off as my own idea? Yeah, listen at you. I'm just being human. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's some things for you that you've seen come up? Old paradigm shifts. Um... Definitely a self-worth story, which is funny. Like I was saying to you today, actually, that it's like I can see it coming up. You can see it in like thoughts and things that you, you that used to give me anxiety or that used to make me feel some type of way. It's like those thoughts are coming in as an offering to be like, what do you reckon? Do you want to take this on and roll with it? <laughs> but roll the, with it? But the energy underneath it, the way I actually feel – I'm using a buzzword, being mindful <laughs> and using that to, to notice, notice that thought and I'm seeing it come in, feeling really abundant and in flow and just great. So do you feel more detached from the thought now, like you can actually just mm. witness it from a different perspective? Mm. So I just look at it and go, yeah, I... I see you, but you don't have any control over me because I choose for you not to. Mm. I don't, I'm not going into that. Yeah, I don't need to because I actually feel in flow and everything is about feeling, you know, energy is like, it's, it's a 
it's about feeling. I think that's how you. Are you just yawning? Yeah. I'm boring you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's how that's how you attract everything. It's a law of attraction. And how we put things out there, you create your own world, you know. If you can feel it and sense it, um, you can create it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if you can notice those thoughts and be aware that they're just thoughts and not let the f- not go into the feeling of that and allow that to overtake you, then it won't, it can't. Mm. And I feel like I've reached a point in my own feeling of things that I, I feel great in me and I could see those thoughts come through, but at some point though, that thought, that self-worth thing is going to stop completely. What's so interesting and so powerful is when those thoughts are coming in mm. and then you choose, because you're able to see it from a different perspective, you don't react in the same way you used to react. Mm. So then you actually change that pattern. Yeah. That, yes. That's so powerful. Because mm. we're responding now instead of reacting mm. and coming from a place of being the observer instead of the participator. Mm. This is huge things. Mm. I'm feeling very zen at the moment. <laughs> The observer. Mm. <laughs> you being responder. mindful. Being very mindful. Yep. Ching, yeah, ching, it's, ching. it's really powerful though to really be able to notice those shifts. Mm. Yeah, it's oh. a nice feeling. I, I don't, apart from that, like I think, I think for me self-worth um, is the root thing for me. That would be my driver, mm-hmm. I think. Mine too. Yeah, because it, there's a lot of things that that stem from that, you know. But yeah. if you're working on yourself, if you love yourself and you care about yourself, then it doesn't it doesn't really have any control. <laughs> That's right. It does not. Say that louder for people in the back. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting as you say so self worth. And self-love are, you know, the same thing. Mm. And as you start to, I guess, come into inner union with yourself, Mm. with the different polarities within, you know, your masculine and feminine and um, really start to come home to yourself, then you attract to you people that treat you in a way that, I mean, they really do value you. Mm. It speaks to self-love. Well, that's really interesting too because it comes back to like how everything's a mirror, right? Mm -hmm. So when we are getting to a place where we are really loving ourselves, then everything else around us will look look that way too. Mm. And it will love us as much as we love ourselves. Mm. I think that's been, I think, the biggest old paradigm shift for me in like overall – in general in my life is being able to swap from self-harm and self-doubt and like absolute feeling worthless Mm. to being able to recognize that I'm really fucking cool and I have done loads of healing and all these things and being able to recognize that I do love myself for who I am in all the ways that I show up for myself and in my life and then get to watch it play out in front of me in my in my surrounding environment. Mm. Like, that's what's so cool to me. And then to be able to sit back and be the observer of all of that 
while I'm mindfully doing so. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's when you can actually get to that place. Like, you have to go through all of that and work through the worthlessness and the and the the self worth stuff to be able to appreciate all the self love stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You know, I also think that for probably years, really, I I used to think that if you loved yourself you were egotistical and arrogant Mm. and there is that there are people that are just super arrogant and into themselves in an unhealthy way that's ego it's yeah it's different and that also comes back to that whole old paradigm like if you love yourself if you're into yourself then that makes you selfless or or so selfish and arrogant and but there's there are two different things though which i which i it's taken actually loving myself and appreciating my uniqueness um to realize the difference because there's definitely been people in my life where I've thought honestly that they were just jerks Mm. um but then in hindsight you know not all of them were some of them absolutely but others I think they just realized their actual value and I think that's that's a that's a nice thing. We all need to realize how valuable we each are and how different and unique we are and special. You know. Yeah. But I think also sometimes when um how you were saying you thought they were jerks. Mm. Sometimes when we don't feel that way about ourselves and we mm-hmm. <laughs> people hold up a mirror to us mm-hmm. um because they do feel that way, then we just project our own insecurities onto them mm-hmm. and call them jerks mm-hmm. yeah i was just gonna say the same thing i guess it's like a hard line yeah you're right there is a huge difference between loving yourself and being egotistical um but there's also a a, a big realization in the sense that like that was big of you to be like you're right they weren't actually all of them weren't jerks mm. like because no. loads of the egotistical people um don't actually love themselves at all and they're no. just behaving that way because they're being like honestly i feel like they're spiritually bypassing their bullshit and being like i'm awesome um yeah whereas the other people who you were considering a jerk they're triggering you and the reason they're triggering you is because you don't feel that way about yourself and Mm. how could anybody so how dare anybody else feel that way about Mm. themselves yeah to be selfish right you're fucking selfish (laughs) big freaking jerk yeah who loves yourself how dare you yeah, I, I hate myself. That makes me better. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the bigger person here. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to look in, like, in the mirror all the time because I felt really self-conscious and I was always checking to make sure I looked okay. Mm-hmm. But my family would always be like, you love yourself. Oh, you love yourself every time I looked into the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it just made me so, like even worse, even more self-conscious. But it was, su- it was said as such a negative thing that I loved myself. Mm. And I've got um, a sister in my life, sometimes in my life, from childhood. And um, she even made that comment the other day about someone loving themselves as a real negative thing. And I just Mm. realised how much I had shifted from when, like, she obviously has not changed and has not shifted. Whereas I've shifted so much and it was really obvious to me how different I am now compared to Mm. when I was younger, that shift. These shifts are so hard, though, because it's like without all the information, like without all the information, you can't make a shift. But so all these paradigms and all these beliefs, I learned this in uh, class yesterday. Um, 
from a therapeutic perspective, children adopt beliefs and values of the people around them. Uh, and then it becomes about survival. And so they're using their, like mm. it turns, these beliefs and these values turn into their personality and their character. And then that character and those things allow them to be able to survive an environment in which they didn't choose, which would normally be their family and all that stuff. And then when they become adults, it becomes like <laughs> the thing that like makes them not so great because they have like this character of all these things that weren't theirs that they used to survive an environment that they chose mm-hmm. not to go into. Um, but by the time that they get to be an adult and they're like 22 and running around in the world pretending to be a human and an adult, um, they if they don't have the opportunity or the, the knowledge that there is something different, how are they ever going to know? Mm-hmm. But also when they get given that information, they've been living that for so long that it's like, like cheating on someone in a way I think uh where they're like oh well I couldn't possibly do that because like this is the right way right everybody else says it's right that's this is what I know this is what I believe this is how I've been acting for my whole entire life Mm. and what you're just saying that it's wrong well how am I supposed to believe you like when I've been believing this for so long so Mm. it's kind of it's kind of hard I kind of wish that I could put my finger on like what it is that differentiates between the people who are open to new ideas and beliefs and to change and those who are closed off and almost impossible to reach. It's yeah, like it's like the black sheep of the family who grow up in that environment, yet they always know this is not how things yeah. are supposed to be. It's like, so what makes them the black sheep? <laughs> I bet those those people who aren't the black sheep are more susceptible to stage hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> clock in not that there's anything wrong with that but i'm certainly not going to get you to stand up and clock um oh. i have never done it to you yet <laughs> mm. um, you know though i feel like this feeds into a bit what we were talking about last podcast with the idea of background people and stuff the 144,000 yeah, of the black sheep mm. because if you th- think about like mm. we were we were all the black sheep yeah, all certainly. three of us. Yes. Well, and all the people we hang out with now are all black sheep. Yeah, too. we hang out with all black sheep. Yeah, and all the other ones who are living by the system are triggering us to grow or change mm. and and question and be like, hey, that doesn't sit right with who I am. It doesn't what you do and how the system is run um, doesn't align with me. The old paradigms. Yeah. But there is a dismantling at the moment of society mm. and mm. lots of old paradigms. Mm. But yeah, it's very interesting the um, it's the rise of the black sheep twenty twenty. I wish I had like a little <laughs> sheep noise. I think, <laughs> I think we need to get some shirts printed. The rise of the black sheep. <laughs> it's true though. I I'll agree. do a design. I'll do a design with a little black sheep. All right, that Pick sounds great. Toes. Can we put them on t-shirts, Chell, or what? Only if they're fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> I got a real thing about t-shirts. <laughs> what about matching tattoos, Chell? Can we get those? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. we should do that. We'll do a deal, Cosmic Collective deal. Get some black sheep. Black yeah. sheep tattoos. It's a great idea. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've left me with some some definite thoughts to think about. While I attempt to sleep this evening in this full moon energy that's mm. headed in our direction. Friday. 
that's that's something else too is the energies at the moment with the shifting. I feel like yeah. things are more intense. Sorry, I know I just opened that back up for a conversation. But don't be. You know when yeah, so many things happen energy-wise with the planets and all of this stuff affects us um even more and there's going to be a full moon in Aries in 2 days. My thing, my moon app says it's tomorrow, you guys. Mine says it's Thursday at about 3 p.m. Oh, yeah, Thursday. But it says full moon tomorrow and Thursday. Tomorrow it's like 99.8% or something. Like it, yeah. The Um, energies have been brutal. I've been absolutely wiped out by these energies. I am so tired. And, And I've been noticing these thoughts coming up a lot in the last, honestly, probably three days and more so today Mm. and tomorrow Mm. will probably be interesting to notice what comes up um and then come the weekend it's gonna be a closing of a chapter i can just feel it yeah i feel too and i have felt for most of the year that october this year it's gonna be massive thursday Mm. is going to be life-changing There's another full moon on the 31st or something. Yeah, there's two full moons this this month. The 10th of the 10th, too, is supposed to be the closing of cycles, isn't it? 10? Maybe. Mm. Endings. Mm. Um, There's also an eclipse in November and one in December. Mm, Yeah, well, I mean... The next is a blue moon. (laughs) I reckon all I can tell you guys is just like... Pull up your bootstraps because the end of the year from now until the end of the year, we're about to get smashed with energy. Mm. Like this will not be the first conversation that we're having about the planets and their alignments and Mm. what the hell we're feeling and what the hell was that and what do we even do with ourselves? Are we even real? Are you even real? Mm. Now what? (laughs) Um, Quite sure we're going to be having this again um, because it's meant to be and is being predicted as like the second rising Mm. because the first rising was definitely happening in the very beginning of 2020. Yeah. Mm gonna go out with a bang mm. yeah i think we're gonna smash out the rest of this year with all the shit that we need to clear out so then you know we can step into the, the, the rise new of one. the black sheep the rise of the black sheep <laughs> <laughs> i keep picturing this really <laughs> ridiculous like cartoon black sheep rising <laughs> yeah <laughs> flying into the air all magical <laughs> <laughs> that, remind, that sound reminds me of unicorns not sheep <laughs> anyway yes so to all of our listeners out there strap up i think i think we need to be ready mm. Mm. it's gonna be for an interesting time mm. yeah anyway um <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us for this conversation and we would love to hear from you. As always, you can send us an email at cosmiccollective2222 at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at cosmic underscore collective 2222. We love having conversations with you guys and appreciate when you send your messages through. They're always awesome. Uh, and until next time, catch you around. <laughs>